Hey, everybody. Wasn't wasn't prepared for my mic to be six feet in the air. <clears throat> We're back for another Lunch with Jim and Aaron. Yep. I got a, a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, and you've got cocktails to mix? Yeah, I got uh, a drink to make here. What are you making for me this time? Uh, a Manhattan. Specifically... Um, Let's get the cocktail cam going. Well, okay. Minus the garnish. Minus the maraschino cherries minus all the bullshit uh, that you don't yeah, believe in yeah we're going we're going for drinks here not meals <laughs> uh this is a cocktail that i had at disneyland believe it or not uh actually it wasn't I disneyland it. it was california adventure they've got a like a lounge bar restaurant there that uh is it inside the disney that. disney world campus or disneyland campus I think so. I'm not sure how that whole thing works exactly. I I've never been to Disney World, so when people go, well, it's not Disney World. I know people are gonna. I know, but that's my okay. first problem. It's like I'm going to Disney World. No, and then not. they make distinctions between Epcot and ah, yeah, yeah, like all this other stuff. I'm like, what is it? It's like I'm going to King. No, I'm not going to King's Island. I'm going to the Eiffel Tower. I'm going to the Banshee. It's like it's all fucking Dis- Does does one ticket get you in all the places? It's all Disney World. I, it, it actually doesn't. Really? No. So there are two theme parks at the Disneyland campus Okay. Uh, in California. One is California Adventure, and one is Disneyland proper. And you can buy a, a combination pass that gets you into all of it, or you can buy individual passes to uh. get into different things. And they have like a movie theater there and a bunch of restaurants and like a shopping plaza area. Hmm. Like kind of before you get into the theme park, so it is a distinction with the difference because I thought it was just people being is, like, yeah. you know, go to New York City. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, are you in the Bronx? Are you in the Queens? Going to the in, East Village? Which borough are you from? I'm like, fuck you. I yeah. don't know. Um, but this is what happens when uh, you grow up in a house with a Magic Kingdom. The word magic can demonize your house. Yeah. No shit. Uh, so this is a Manhattan. Yeah, it's a Manhattan. Speaking though. of boroughs, uh, I forget the name of the place, but it has like. You know the place's name, and then Manhattan after it. We're going but, really well healed with our uh, rye whiskey here. Yeah, this is the good stuff, man. Here, if you want to take this and whistle pig, this is show it off. This is uh, Mike's own whiskey from Breaking Bad. Uh, this was gifted yeah. to us by uh, uh, the uh, genie and Miguel uh, from the the not the Walker Stalker, the uh, the Breaking Bad fan fest in Albuquerque. And they gave us two bottles, and we've uh, polished off one of them. This one's a brand new one, and Jim has left. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? Uh, speaking of cocktails, man, um, I went to this place called 16-Bit, and I think you dig last night. Okay. Tell me about it. And so it's this bar. The The bar doesn't have, like, a name or, like, a placard or anything. It's just got, like, a, a giant pixelated space invader that hangs off its sign. That's, like, its okay. bar sign. And it's this really cool bar. Um, and you go inside and they've got all these classic arcade machine machines set to free play. They're playing on like three or four different screens, like classic eighties movies. Um, like they were showing Goonies on one screen and Batman and Robin or Batman forever on another. I guess that's more of a 90 screen. Ooh, Batman forever. That's a rough one. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's all ironic. They have like behind their bar, they have like these huge screens and they've got a bunch of different classic consoles. They have an Atari 2600, Super Nintendo, GameCube, and you can just, while you're sitting at the bar, you can like just play pickup games of whatever they got. And they have a pretty big library that you can request, like if you want to play NBA Jam or something. Um, Sounds cool. It is cool. And what's really weird is like, there's, 
you don't have to pay for any of this shit. Like I was having beers while I was playing, but there was no mechanism to enforce that I was actually going to pay. I could just walk in. If I wanted to play classic 80s arcade games, I could just do it. Moon Patrol, Joust, Burger Time, <laughs> the, the old Man. Tron, which I remember yeah, Tron I as never being played that. impossibly hard, and I was just spanking it. And I'm not sure if it was like difficulty setting or what, but um, also you've seen Wreck-It Ralph, haven't you? I have not. No. Oh, shit. All right, well, so Wreck-It Ralph is about this. Uh, he's the villain from the game Fix-It Felix, and it's kind of like a, you know, a Donkey Kong type game. They actually have, I guess they've made a limited number of those cabinets and they have one. You can play the <laughs> Fix-It Felix game. and Kind of a modern retro. It is. It's a modern retro thing. And uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. But they had the XCOM versus X, or yeah, Capcom versus X-Men. Uh, they had the Simpsons four-player arcade <laughs> game. They had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. They have Superman. Superman was one I always really liked. Superman was fucking badass, but they did yeah. not have that. They the had Rampage. Local Pizza Hut had that for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that game was hot. It was, man. I really liked it. We oh. ought to get an emulator and play it sometime. Because I've never, I've never actually beaten that game. You couldn't. It would have taken $50 yeah, to beat that game. probably. You might as well buy the, the cabinet. Yeah, but... Uh, I would like to know what the plot of that one was too, because it didn't seem like there was any iconic villains or it wasn't like you're fighting Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like you were playing as the other guy who powered himself off the sun, whatever that like you're playing as Superman and that guy. I think Shazam. And, if I Shazam, I thought that was like a captain Marvel is his name. Captain Marvel. His name's not actually Shazam. It's captain. Is Marvel. it? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know anything about comic books. Um, what was I, I? I got off on a tangent. Oh, the cocktail list. Yeah, I want to. I want to give you uh, some um, some some choice entries off of this thing. Uh, there's the Kevin Bacon, Jim Beam uh, maple bourbon, a ginger ale, a real bacon jerky, like as a swizzle stick. Okay. Uh, they got the Burt Reynolds, which is bourbon, sugar, orange, cherry, and uh, Angostura bitters. Sure. That's what these are. The Macho Man, Honey Bourbon, Coke, and a Slim Jim for a stir. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Vodka, Lemonade, and the original Bomb Pop Popsicle. Wow. And this is what this thing looks like. Let's see if I can get this in front of the, the cocktail camera. Uh, no, it's not really. Well, yeah, I guess it is translating. But yeah, it's, it's and this was like uh, after I had the presence of mind to stop the person drinking it and actually take a picture. <laughs> they'd bit the uh, red part of the bomb pop off. But yeah, it looked <laughs> like it glows like radioactive pink and it's got a bomb pop shoved down it. But it's so much 80s nostalgia. <laughs> if you're in. That's cool. And it's like in this place uh, called uh, OTR, Over mm-hmm. the Rhine. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. Briefly, I walked around there for a, a minute or two. I thought it was, it's like if you take the artsy fartsy places of Broad Ripple and you mix it into like the more ghetto-y parts of Fountain Square, there was so much drug yeah. dealing going on there. That's why I like Fountain Square. <laughs> not not Cincinnati's Fountain Square. Like the whole neighborhood smelled like skunk. The whole place, yeah. just like it's in, you know, weed is not legal in Cincinnati, but it has been decriminalized. So maybe that explains yeah, it. Nobody gives a shit. No, no one gives a sh- Literally, no one gives a shit. It was <laughs> Cops. I was getting the contact Robert's high right. outside. They were hot boxing the world. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> in that neighborhood or giving it a good try. That's OTR. So this is a Manhattan. Yeah. Let me see yeah, this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a cognac. Is- uh, Justin is asking if it's cognac. No, 
this is uh what's the pig is a rye rye whiskey and i'm not a huge fan of rye normally this is a particularly good rye it is um and after you've been drinking that canadian gold shit <laughs> it tastes like ambrosia it really yeah it's much better because that's the uh, thing I'm more like, of a bourbon guy we have this really impressive liquor cabinet Mm-hmm. Um, in the Bald Move studio. That we never show off anymore. <laughs> that we, yeah, we thought it'd be the centerpiece of the studio, but we went this format. Uh, yeah. But if you see us drinking, especially any mixer, it's this shitty $12 a gallon Canadian whiskey blend that's just like, if you drink it straight, it's 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 nasty. Yeah. It's nasty. It's I don't know. Yeah, we've gone like trying to find the che- the cheapest palatable whiskeys and we keep on buying the plastic jugs of Canadian blends and like some of them are better than or, than some uh but they're all pretty terrible. Yeah, we we had to stop that. We went up a step last time. Yeah. In our buying, we went back to Johnny Black, but can't do that every time. No, no, no. no. Mm. It gets a little too expensive it's as much as we drink. I don't know about this. This is something that's like it's simultaneously too sweet and bitter. Too sweet and bitter. All right. Well, it has sweet vermouth and bitters in it. So there you go. It's kind of yeah. like uh, that's why I don't like frappuccinos or cappuccinos. Okay. Like yeah, I yeah. don't like the I coffee's so bitter and the it's it makes like a sick taste in my mouth. Hmm. Like right. if I drink coffee, it's like espresso. I wonder if you'd like it if it was dry vermouth. So it was more of hmm. just kind of the the bitter and the alcohol flavor than what is the have you ever actually put like your finger in the bitter and actually tasted like what it actually tastes like? Yeah, it's not good. Is it? It's very bitter. Yeah. Because hmm. I thought bitters might actually be like not meaning bitter, like it's from the old no, I mean, English word, like bite you can, your dick off or something. <laughs> you can put your finger on the rim ah, of it's it. And bitter. Try it. All right, let me it's try. It's going to be disgusting, though. I try. I mean, it's not like going to make you vomit or anything. I'll put it on top of. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll season this little scorpion with it. Need to find it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, I thought it was going to taste like tar water. But no, oh, it's no, got it's like a really, really spicy 40, citrus kind of taste. In it. This thing is forty-five percent alcohol. Holy shit! So I mean, you Give drink that this bottle. bottle, you're gonna get smashed. Um, it's crazy. Wow. Mm. I have one other topic, um, and we can like you know again take uh, questions from the audience here. Let's see what Freddie's got to say. Speaking of cognac, Freddie C says you guys should try a yak bomb. It's basically a Jaeger bomb or Jaeger blaster, depending on where you're from, except with cognac instead of Jaeger. All right, that okay. doesn't sound nearly as bad. So you're taking a nasty part of the mm-hmm. Jaeger bomb and you're replacing it with something that's palatable. I mean, cognac with Red Bull doesn't sound great, yeah. but it sounds better than Jaeger and Red Bull. I think Red Bull mixes a lot. I like Red Bull and vodka. I don't know what you call that. Mm-hmm. Crazy Russian. I just call that Red Bull with alcohol. Honestly, uh. like. Yeah. There's no taste to the vodka if it's decent. Eric, uh, our buddy from Personal Arrogance, fucking loves Jaeger bombs. He d- he does them on the street. I wonder. Like he goes, he'll be walking down the road. Oh, here's a bar. Let's go in and do a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since we had a Jaeger bomb, guys. I'm sure they'll have one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they got Jaeger and Red Bull. Uh-huh. But man, it's like uh, a licorice flavored heart attack. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like Jaeger at all um do you have a topic before i move on to my next one no i mean i discovered the wonders of steam's in-home streaming mm. last night it's playing a little bit of witcher 2 How- as i can't afford witcher 3 and uh <laughs> wait till, the, wait, till the, 2, wait till so. the christmas sale the winter steam sale yeah maybe it'll it'll be there for 29.99 cheap sure and you can knock it down but yeah that's that's really cool it allows me to play stuff on my laptop that it wouldn't play otherwise sure How's the, how's the response machine? rate? It's is really it, good. It's, it's like um, seamless. 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't notice any lag. Because you got it. these, like, I've been paying attention to gaming more now that I'm in the Destiny and I just got into Rocket League, which I want to talk about <laughs> as well. Um, and there's, like, this big debate raging about 60 frames per second and whether your game is locked at 30 frames per second and if you can tell the difference. And people are talking about, like, it sacrifices your control and reaction time, which that's where I start, like, I believe a human can tell the difference between 30, 60, and 120 frames per second. Like, you know, I've seen 30 versus 60 frame rate video, and you can definitely tell. I, oh, yeah. Um, but the reaction time, if you're, I, I can't see the human can, see, can get a reaction time if your controls are sampled 60 times a second or 30 times a second. That mm-hmm. seems beyond the threshold of human, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see some A-B blind testing. I, but I don't know how you would account for the fact like maybe you could write as something that would show 30 frames per second, but sample at 60, sample your movement at 60. Because otherwise, if you can visually tell between 30 and 60, the jig's up. But if you could do an sure, A-B sure. blind test, just like, are you sniping better now that you... I think it's mostly just people prefer the smoother yeah. fr- frames, and there you go. It has, And then they drag in all this control bullshit to justify their purely subjective opinion that 60 looks better than 30. Yeah, I mean, I think that opinion is objective. I just don't think it transfers to anything else necessarily i mean your reaction time is like what several hundred milliseconds i guess so like at best i guess so your reaction time is like i mean three frames a second your reaction time for like taking your hand off of a stove uh-huh. is quite a bit faster but that's because it's being interpreted by your spine it doesn't mm-hmm. actually get to your brain by the time your brain knows about it your hand is already away yeah. i don't think playing video games is like no jerking away from noxious stimulus no, unless your joysticks are burning your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next key. Like when an incoming round, it'll uh-huh. actually make your controller white hot. So you'll like, ah, jerk away from it. Uh-huh. Um, or drop the control. That or, or, you know, how guns like overheat. It'll do that. Yeah. You know, if you fire too many shots in a row, the controller will overheat. You'll have to set it down. I'm all for haptic feedback. It'll burn through your floor. I'm all for haptic feedback. I, I wish too. a lot of times, like, you know, the Destiny radar, I wish that it, I, there was a distinctive vibration where I could tell where the enemy's coming, like, behind me without having to glance up to that corner. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. What was I saying? Oh, Rocket League. Mm-hmm. You need to get in the Rocket League, man. Watched uh, Giant Bomb play a little bit of it. What'd they think of it? I They think it's cool. It looked pretty cool. I haven't played it yet, though. Uh, It's like, I don't know, man. I keep... Just when I think I'm getting good at it, like another layer of the strategy will peel. It's like one of those things that's like Gang Beasts or Battle of Hill 218. It's it's way deeper than you think it is. Sure. What do we yeah. got over here? Your eyes are being drawn to our Q&A. Oh, screen. yeah. Was... Oh, Freddie C said, please believe if a bald move meetup ever happens, we're doing a Freddie C special. A shot of Patron, Patron uh, chased that with a yak bomb. Sounds truly terrible. <laughs> Patron's good. Patron's good. Freddie C, you have problems. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same problem that we have. Yeah, Patron's great, but then you're going to ruin it with a yak bomb. <laughs> but it's, con- yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm down to try the yak bomb. I'll try it, but... Ugh. Uh, yeah, we need to get you playing Rocket League because I'd like to get a four-man... But you're playing on PS4. I don't have a PS4. Well, here's the deal. It's cross-platform play. It is? Whether you're PS4, Xbox, or PC, you all play on mm. the same network. Has that happened recently? Because the Giant Bomb guys were saying the lobby, mm. like the, the general common areas were cross-platform, but the game itself was not. Huh. 
I mean, that's what everyone's talking about in the because I've gotten into like the Reddit, okay. the subreddit. Everyone says it's it's cross platform, but the All game's right. only been that's out cool. for nine days. I can't. It's like, what does that even mean? Is that a recent thing? Yeah, like the well, game dropped like July seventh through. Oh, that's true. A lot of people are playing it in beta. I don't know how much it changed. Now I could maybe they were doing that in beta, and when they flipped to the the open. But it's it's what's the cool thing was, and the only reason I'm playing it is that it happened to be free on PS PSN Plus. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, hell, because it's like a regular like twenty dollar game. My son and I were looking for something co op that we could play same screen. Like, why not? And it's just a hell of a lot of fun. It's uh, if you, in case you don't know, it is a game of soccer played in this l- extremely large, like you know order magnitude larger than a soccer pitch with a fully enclosed kind of like dome and you drive these rocket propelled cars so you can boost all over the field and you can also like hydraulically flip your car to do like bicycle kicks uh the like slam the ball with your trunk and you've got like anywhere between one-on-one versus four versus four, four on four and like at key points in the pitch are these glowing symbols that you run over to get more boost and you can actually like do a jump and like pitch your car up and like start flying for brief periods of time to get like Mm -hmm. aerial shots and stuff it's fucking crazy and you just try to get this big large metal ball into the other opponent's goal when it explodes and it sends all the cars flying which is kind of entertaining too and you can also explode cars if you get the top speed boost and ram them like t-bone or head on they explode and like are gone for five seconds it's kind of like a penalty phase huh so yeah, you know, it's, cool. it's, it's totally cool. And the controls are really tight. Looks neat. I need to check it out. Um, all right. So the other thing I want to talk about, it's uh, some more JW crap. Um, but I think it's interesting. Uh, let me see if I can make this thing go down. And so a bunch of ex Jehovah's witnesses banded together and they bought a billboard. Uh, and so there's something interesting about Jehovah's witness culture. And that is, uh, we have these summer tour jam revival things where the witnesses will go to a large metropolitan area and they will buy out a basketball arena or a baseball stadium or what have you that seats 20, 30,000 people. And they will have like, you know, 20 or so congregations meet there and they have like a four, three to four day series of like sermons and lectures. They start at like nine o'clock in the morning and they go on to like five o'clock in the afternoon and it's hella boring and it's hella hot and it really looking back on it sucks. Um, but these guys got together and they like mathematically figured out where the largest assemblies were going to be. Uh, and like this is like in the Dallas Fort Worth area and they bought a billboard along a stretch of highway that um, these witnesses are going to be using for this revival for six weeks. And it's highlighting because Jehovah's Witnesses have this massive child molesting scandal, mostly because the witnesses have this really backwards theocratic justice judicial system where like if a if I had a problem with Jim, like if I know knew Jim was like shooting up heroin and I went to the elders and said, I'm worried about Jim. He's shooting up heroin. They go to Jim and be like, Jim, are you shooting up heroin? You go, fuck, no, I'm not shooting up heroin. Case closed Mm -hmm. because there's a Bible verse about by the mouths of two or more witnesses is a thing firmly established. So like if I got another buddy that would see Jim shoot up heroin, we both went, even mm-hmm. if you said no, they'd still disfellowship you for lying. Do you see how this is a problem with child molesters? Sure. Susie, you say brother Frank molested you brother Frank. Did you molest her? Hell no, I didn't. She's it's lying. Close. All right. Well, until you can get another kid 
or someone witnessed yeah. Brother Frank. It's, and that was the way for decades. And literally thousands of kids have been molested. And, they're, um, and the other thing is, if, if, a, if the guy admits to being a child molester, then he is privately reproved or punished. And there's an announcement made at the Kingdom Hall. But like the announcement that you are a pedophile is the same that you smoked a pack of cigarettes, which yeah. is the same that you had uh, extramarital sex, which is the same if you're like, it's just he's been disciplined by the congregation. Mm -hmm. And they don't go around and tell the parents, watch out for Brother Frank because he's a kid diddler. Yeah. So this is like the Catholic church scandal on steroids and the witnesses are paying out millions of dollars in, and there's been like a PBS special and all that stuff. But the witnesses at large don't know about this because they don't watch outside media and all that. So this, this billboard, they got together and they, they, they bought this billboard that says, is there a child molester to kingdom hall? Would the elders tell you if there were, and it has this message in Spanish too. Nice. Um, and then it has the went uh, finally went uh, answers at jwwake.com, which is a landing page I think takes you to either silentlambs.org or jwfacts.com. Oh. And they just today on one of the ex witness sites that I peruse uh, got the traffic stats, and they're like you can see spikes of several thousand people visiting those on the weekends where they're hosting <laughs> <laughs> the conventions. Awesome. I'm like it's pretty cool counterculture jam thing they got going on here. I thought that was pretty interesting myself yeah i like it um but yeah what else could use a little uh negative publicity i think so i think so and if nothing else like you know save some some of the the, the witnesses or have them think about shit yeah um there's also another one i, I read that um people that are still they call it mint uh, phys uh physically in means that they they don't believe in it anymore, but they still go to the meetings because if they reveal that they don't believe anymore, they get excommunicated. There's mm -hmm. guys going around with like uh, pocket Wi-Fi um, routers, and they have the login page. Like you know, you can set those up to free like an authentication page. Yeah, that like you would at a hotel or something. Exactly. That they're putting that authentication page to be like one of the jwfacts.com. Mm -hmm. So when the witnesses are logging in thinking, oh, free Wi-Fi, uh, they get an eyeful of apostate material. Yep. <laughs> and that's been going on for a couple of months now. And now I guess there are like an elite squad of cyber defender brothers. They're going around with Wi-Fi scanners and trying to find these hotspots. Wow. It's some very Orwellian. Counter espionage type stuff. This is some THX 1138 stuff. This is some, some weird shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think that's cool. I do too. What else? What did you think about the... We had some criticism about our, uh, our V, the miniseries coverage. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, a guy was actually... I, uh, I mean, I'm not upset. I don't want to say that he was like upset with us, but he took issue with the fact that we didn't really take the stuff very seriously. How can you? It's 30 years later. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand the context because I wasn't alive at the time. Right. No. I was literally an infant, one year old. It made me feel like an asshole, though, because he, like, every one of his points were like, yeah, no, totally, you're right on. We we didn't. All I can do is cover the thing from the perspective I have, and that perspective is not one of being alive yeah. contemporarily with this movie, I kind of miniseries. I kind of felt like someone taking down Citizen Kang because he's black and white. Like, what's with the fucking black and white, man? Like, yeah. you need color. Color is where it's at. Why would you make a film that's black and white? 
Uh, it's a little easier to understand the context of black and white. Yeah. That's tech issue. Uh, politics is much harder. Right. Plus, the th- I don't know. 30 years ago, I feel like culturally, sophistication-wise, we were about the same. I know we talked about that on the podcast, about how, you know... Mm. Just that, that like Lucas and um, uh, Coppola and Coppola were all kind of refining like these new wave cinema guys were trying to like really rewriting what it a, a, a cinematic drama looked like, like further refining the realism and the acting and the portraying and the na- more natural performances. So maybe yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe uh, you think about how bad network television lags behind state of the art with like cable dramas and certainly cinema dra- cinema. Yeah, maybe that explains everything. Yeah, I mean, it's a different different type of television was being made back then. And this is, like, V was different than that stuff, I think, because it had more of a message. It was less just action-y bullshit, kind of mm-hmm. over-the-top stuff. But it still kind of falls into that genre, too, because that's how TV was made back then. Yeah. Like, I I watch that thing, and I see the similarities to ridiculous stuff like MacGyver. Yeah. I see the similarities, like the knockoff cheesiness as compared to a Star Wars, which came out six years before it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like it's hard to it's hard to look at television from that era and say there's anything of importance here. Yeah, <laughs> even if there might be, because I don't have that that context. Well, that's the interesting of, thing, because we someone someone um, commissioned us to watch Roots, the miniseries. That's gonna be another tough one. Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, okay, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be making fun of roots or I'll be very damn careful. About I mean, how I might I make, make fun of how it shot. Sure. Sure. I'm, sure. I, the subject matter. I don't know enough about to make, but fun like, of. you know, if you've seen 12 years of slave, is it 12 or 13, 12, 12 years. Okay. Yeah. I'm gun shy. Uh, you got <laughs> 115 years, <laughs> years of slave, slave. guys. He put up with a lot of shit. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. It's a too bad that the man, like, you know, top, you know, three, three, four standard deviations, a span of life, and you have to spin it all as a slave. That just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't. Um, and then Stormfront is investigating the positive correlation between lifespan and slavery. So, you know, the, the white Storm, supremacist site. Stormfront? Yeah. The neo-Nazi site. Okay. Nope. Well, good. You never, don't know about that. Never Keep heard that of innocence. It. <laughs> okay. Um, but I wonder, like, if you've seen 12 Years a Slave and you go watch Roots, is Roots going to seem lightweight? It's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen Roots. I saw Roots, but it was back in like elementary school. <laughs> like at the end yeah. of the year, it's like, we don't have anything left to teach you here. Watch something that's vaguely educational. Don't you remember those days? Like the last few days before oh, summer? Sure. Yeah, I remember those days. We never watched Roots. <laughs> it was more like a three, two, one contact or something. Oh, yeah. Or like, uh-huh. yeah, like some... watch this marble spin down a track. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Roots. It was full on Roots. Why? Damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, us kids were tough, man. We watched the space shuttle blow up live. Like, no giving a fuck. Like, yeah, watch mm. watch this uh, horror of American slavery. Watch this teacher get incinerated in his rocket ship. <laughs> Deal with it, kids. <laughs> we're not paying this for your therapy life, bills. motherfuckers. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with Anthony. But, of course, this, this guy, he wasn't the one that actually commissioned the podcast, though. The one I, that had, I don't think so, no. Yeah, because we actually did solicit. And that's what we do for every commissioned podcast. Before we record, we solicit from the person we call pre-back. Um, do you want to give us any pre-back for this? So, like, 
if there's something you're really hoping for us to say or something for us to notice, at least give us a heads up so we can remember to talk about that thing. And some people yeah. do, and some people like freestyle, whatever. And this guy kind of like said freestyle it, so that's what we did. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's a uh, we've gone back and forth about whether we should announce what we're doing and then get everybody's feedback on stuff. But like, yeah. So if you look at our coming soon section, I put the next one up there. Okay. If you want to send in feedback, you can. I, I would be careful about that because this someone's paying a lot of money to get their podcast and. I don't, I mean, I guess I, I would probably let them opt in. Like, do you want the larger ball move community to add commentary to this? If so, then sure. If not, then, yeah. you know, if you just want it to be about our experiences and your experiences, and I respect that too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, cause like, that'd be rough. Like, you know, imagine we did that for like, uh, Anne of green Gables. I mean, we did enough. We, yeah. But, but it's like, you have like 20 random strangers talking about how lame this shit is and you're trying to enjoy this sure. for what it is. And I think we did some good natured ribbing of yeah. Anne of Green Gables. I don't know if the audience would have been as kind. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but it's tough. I mean, if you're going to commission a 20 year old, 30 year old movie, yeah. you got to be prepared for us to go, I just don't get it. I will say, no, nah, I'm not going to say anymore because, like, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. We're pretty reasonable. Like, if we look at the, we have, if we have concerns about the project you're going to commission. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you want us to watch some dry documentary about Egyptian death masks or something. Like, I'll be like, I have concerns that you will get the enjoyment that you're anticipating us from from this thing. Can we work with you or something else or something like that? So it's not like we just take your money and shit on something and there you go enjoy it we did that with anna green gables we were like but we did we told told the guys like man you want us to do this this is your wife's christmas present dude are you sure you really want she ended up liking it so i'm I'm happy about that but what do you want to do yeah justin k says there's always something to find fault with if you look hard enough especially if you pay for it if i paid 200 dollars for a 20 year old house i'm sure i'll find a lot of issues if i focus on my neighbor's brand new house built two years ago very true Indeed. The, a beauty or lack thereof is in the eye of the beholder. Um, Freddie C is talking about Rocket League videos. If you want to get humbled by your skill set, and, and especially there's like these pro, like one versus one things where people are just doing crazy aerials and stuff. And it's like, I, I it's incredible. Um, hmm. Let's see. What are we going to say? Yeah, the oh. one, one versus one. The start of those matches are interesting. Yeah. Because, like, the ball starts equidistance from each person, right? Right. And do you go straight at it? It might go right over your head. Do you jump right before you get to it? It might go under you. Like, well, see, that's the funny thing is because me and my son were just dominating in the rookie circuit with our kickoffs. We had this, this strategy where he'd be the gunner, and then I would uh, boost around him and just, like, plow through the guys who are trying to block him. And we were just getting shots on goal. Like we were winning like 15 to one, 15 to zero. And we went up to the Jesus. pro level and suddenly we weren't getting shit. So we actually recorded videos and like broke down like what they were doing. And we found out like, it seems like there's this particular strategy that it's, it's, it's like an arms race. Like you do this and they do that. And yeah, yeah. So like, and now I've got the optimal way to kick off on the pro level. Now, if I go to the all-star, I have no idea. Like they might be teleporting and shit. Yeah, probably. 
let's see. Spencer H said, this is making me think about the stand, the miniseries from the early nineties. I understand that at the time it was really good for television, but watching it now it's laughable how cheesy it was. Although I'll say that I never thought the stand was good. I read the stand. I was a fan of the stand. And then when I saw the miniseries, I was like, this is, it's just not as good as my imagination for damn sure. I saw it like two years ago. And I remember thinking there are some cool things in here, but it's mostly cheesy. It's mostly bad. Yeah. It's mostly bad. Um, let me see. Maybe one more and we got to get out of here. We got to, we're watching Holy Smokes. That's a commission podcast this, this week. Uh, Wes Stevens says, I and my brother really love the Walking Dead skit you did, the Cold Rolled Steel. Will there be any more of those? Maybe a True Detective one. Oh, God. Oh, man, we could do some True pretty Detective. awesome Frank ones. Yeah. Frank and Ray. Yeah, that might be, uh, might be in the cards. For sure, when Walking Dead comes back. Oh yeah, uh, Walking Dead's always fun. Although I will miss Reggie. Yeah, I, like you had a a, a a cold rolled lock on that impersonation. <laughs> it's good, man. And when he's playing off of Rick, mm. it's good stuff. We just won't be able to do that anymore. Yeah, we were cleaning up our. We could um, do the ghost of Reggie. I don't know why. Oh yeah, we, we did the ghost of Lori. Do that, yeah. Well, he sounds just like Lori. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, that's. I'm looking forward to the Walking Dead season. We're only about a month away from. No, less than a month away from Fear the Walking Dead coming out. Fear the yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. Uh, all right, we got to get on to the content creation. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll be back next week for another lunch. Until then, have a safe and happy weekend. Don't do anything that we wouldn't do, and we do a lot. So that's a pretty low bar to wiggle under. Yeah. See you next time, guys. See you.